Hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, Josh joining you live from Studio A for Sports on the Porch. And uh, as you've noticed, uh, Matt didn't do the lead-in. Um, uh, it's it's me flying solo uh, for this episode, so I apologize that you don't get to hear uh, his docile uh, baritone voice and have to put up my, with my uh, George Costanza uh, whiny voice. Um, even more so in this podcast. Um, but I hope to provide you some entertainment throughout and um, just wanted to start by filling you in on Matt. Um, it was an unfortunate incident. I, um, it, it was hard to watch. He, he was recording um, his unicycle practice and just trying some new moves. And he had an unfortunate uh, unicycle unitard accident. Um, things got all messed up and mixed up. It, it just, it wasn't pretty. So um, wishing Matt well, um, speedy recovery buddy. And uh, hopefully you can get back on that single bike, uh, single strap outfit uh, uh, soon enough, bud. Um, we, we all hope you're doing well. Um, so with, with that, we're going to uh, follow Matt's usual format of... Uh, the podcast set list here. So heading into temp, uh, according to the Wheaton Dumont thermometer, we're sitting at a 42 degree temperature here on March 11th. I'll take that. That's pretty good. Most of the snow is melted in my yard, just a few patchy spots here or there, or certainly where the uh, driveway uh, remnant piles uh, are, are still there. But other than that, uh, it's looking pretty good. Um, golf courses are open um, and, and taking tee times into this weekend. So uh, a lot of times you'll have to drive south to Iowa, um, maybe even into Missouri to, to play golf uh, early to mid-March. But we're having one of those years where uh, the courses in the Twin Cities can open. So uh, I'll be excited to to watch the courses uh, opening near me and, and hopefully get out and play some golf uh, coming up here. And heard the pickleball courts might have the nets up at the, the local park where I play pickleball uh, this weekend. So uh, that's the kind of weather we're dealing with here in, in Ben March, and, and I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, certainly we saw signs of it uh, as we uh, had our group of four with uh, Matt, Reed, uh, Lub, and myself recording last week uh, from Reed's uh, Partridge Pond. Uh, great episode. If you guys didn't tune into that one, uh, check that one out. Um, but that was uh, us coming off a warm weekend, and the pond was a little bit slushy and too rough to skate on. And that was the last day that we had below freezing. Uh, every day since then has been above 32 degrees. Um, so just loving the weather uh, at any rate. So transitioning to what is in my cup, as I take a long uh, drink of that, this beer is from the Spiral Brewery out of Hastings, Minnesota. Uh, this is the Mississippi Fog Hazy IPA. Um, this is a solid citizen IPA. Um, just a, a, a great drinker. Um, uh, has everything you want out of a hazy IPA, and, and I really love the color. Um, getting near sunset as I record this, so I look at sunset, I look at my glass, and, and they look very similar. 
and uh, puppy comes in at 6.7% ABV. Uh, again, just a solid citizen uh, IPA. So um, one of my favorite breweries too, by the way, uh, the, the Spiral Brewery in Hastings. Check it out uh, right on the Mississippi River there, um, downtown Hastings. Uh, great spot uh, for, for a beer. So your Minnesota Wild, I know that uh, the jinx of Josh uh, seemed to be on tap for your Minnesota Wild uh, as we recorded that episode uh, last Monday before the the Wild played at the Vegas Knights and ended up losing that and then losing another game. And uh, you all were thinking, wow, jo- Josh did it. And uh there, there goes the wild season. Um, thanks, Josh, um, but stay away from, from our teams and, and your jinxes are killing us. Um, but that turns out not to be the case. Your wild fought through a brief Josh's jinx, uh, losing those two games, and have rebounded nicely um, and overall staying hot since their uh, couple-week layoff from uh, COVID-19. Uh, as I record this, the team sits at a... 15, 8, and 1 record. Um, uh, Again, uh, they've kind of played these um, baseball-type series um, in regards to playing the same or similar teams a number of times in a short span. Um, So after those two losses to the the Golden Knights, um, they, they split against the Coyotes. And then they come home uh, to play the Vegas Knights. Kakinen gets a shutout uh, as the Wild win 2 nothing. And then in a thriller, uh, most recently, uh, the, the Wild get up 4-1 and withstand a furious comeback by the Golden Knights to uh, come away with the victory and uh, a, another win uh, against the Vegas Knights uh, the leading um, Vegas Knights uh, uh, in the division here. So it is something that uh, good to see the, the team come back. You, you've got your first power play goal in I don't know how many years it was. I don't know. It, it went back uh, February 22nd or something. We're talking 20 days, which in, in terms of power play um, kind of feels like years. Um, I think they were 0 for their last 20 on the power play. And those special team goals are so important in the NHL um, and and lead to victories. And the Wild not having those, um, they've, they've still been winning games. So if they can start putting in those goals, um, you know what, this, this hot team is, is going to continue to be hot. And as long as uh, Kakinen continues to carry them, um, they're going to be hot, and I was reading an article that um, Kakinen reminds uh, some people of Nicholas Backstrom coming over uh, kind of late in their mid to late 20s and, and following that came same kind of career arc to um, being a very solid goaltender, um, kind of young in their NHL career. So if, if we have a, a, a backy number two and Kakinen here, I think we'll take that, and, and right now with the way he's playing, um, I'm, I'm sure Matt would say that he's better than Backstrom already. You know, Matt likes to, to make those crazy kind of claims. So I'll do it for him. Um, and we've got a, a, a goalie who's hot now. And if he can stay hot into the playoffs, um, look out. And the other thing that I, I like to, to see, um, 
overall, um, we kind of look at at the the wild against gold Golden Knights history. Um, the the wild are eight two and two all time, um, and five zero oh, and one at home against the Golden Knights. So uh, they play well against that team. And as I mentioned earlier, um, that. The, these last couple of wins kept kept them hot, and now nine three and one since that COVID outbreak. So um, things are still pointing in the right direction for the Wild, and um, Kaprizov continues to just be a stud, and um, everything that uh, we we hoped he would be certainly, and um, just great to have a, a young um, player like that. And certainly we sang his praises up and down. Um, on the previous, uh, well, episodes of, of the podcast. Um, I got to take a breath here to take a drink. So it's great to have a young player like that uh, on the team and playing so well. So, uh, again, keep it up, Wild. Uh, love watching you uh, win here and um, looking forward to playoff hockey. And as I said last week, Let's already plan that parade route, right? Right through Partridge Pond on our way to uh, West 7th Street in downtown St. Paul. So we're going to shift gears here a little bit, and we're going to talk about your Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings, I, I tell you, are in a cap crunch right now and had to make a, a tough decision uh, this this week and release... Um, Riley Reef, uh, removing uh, over $11 million uh, from a cap hit uh, for the Vikings. And they've still got some work to do um, to get under the cap and, and really to try to make some room to sign some free agents. So they, they've done some other moves. Um, Britton Colquitt uh, reduced his salary to the veteran minimum, so that shaves off another million dollars. Um, and really, they're going to have some hard decisions on other contracts. Um, maybe it's Harrison Smith who needs to to do a little restructuring of his deal. Um, you know, things like that are, are going to need to happen to some of these veteran players. Uh, hopefully the, the Vikings have some room. I would like to see them um, get under the cap and be able to sign a decent offensive lineman. Certainly that's going to be a target in the draft as it has been. It seems like every year we're, we're looking for offensive line help because we know how important that offensive line is to Kirk Cousins and, and his success being able to have time to survey the field. He's not a great improv quarterback, and it doesn't look like we're going to trade him where, um, you know, I, I guess for lack of a, a better term, stuck with Kirk Cousins. And certainly there's worse quarterbacks in the league, but there are better. And, um, you know, he's – He's fine. He's going to get you in the playoffs, but you need to provide him uh, the right atmosphere, the right structure um, to really succeed at a high level for for his game type. And the offensive line is that that important cog. Certainly, Delvin Cook in the backfield uh, set up for success there. Thielen, Jefferson on the outside, um, Irv Smith um, taking over for Kyle Rudolph, another, uh, fond, uh, veteran Viking that we've had to bid adieu uh, to, uh, in the cap crunch time here. So, um, the, the weapons are there for Kirk. We need to get that offensive line. Um, so let's clear some cap space. Let's sign a, 
uh, a decent uh, offensive lineman, probably at guard. Um, you know, you've got Bradbury at center. Cleveland likely, likely taking over for Reef now at left guard. Uh, O'Neal at right guard. So if you can upgrade your guard spots, I think that'll uh, be helpful. And certainly look for the Vikings to make another uh, draft pick uh, early uh, early on here for, for the offensive line. Um, and also, you know, I'm starting to dig into draft prep here and trying to figure out where the, the Vikings are going to go. And not having a second-round pick, it feels like, unless if there's somebody that they really love, um, I believe they're at number 14 um, in the first round, that this could be a year where they kind of trade down and let's accumulate some assets um, like Spielman likes to do. And, you know, hopefully we're not trading uh, out of the first round by any means, but maybe it's the upper 20s for a team that, that wants a quarterback and there's, you know, maybe it's Zach Wilson or Justin Fields are sliding. Um, as much as I would love the Vikings to um, take a crack at a quarterback, uh, you know, the projected top four, um, any of those guys, if they slide down, um, have the Vikings take a crack at that in the first round. But I, I just think that this, uh, this, this front office is sold on Cousins and trying to build around them um, at least for the next year or two. So, it, again, if I had my druthers, I'm taking the, the that young quarterback and, uh, you know, let the other picks fall where they may as we try to build um, around Kirk, but know that we have a, a potential next quarterback and um, a, a young guy would be fun to have. We haven't had a, a solid young quarterback really since Dante Culpepper. So um, I, I, that was what, 99. Um, that is just crazy how long we've gone without drafting a solid young quarterback. Um, but at any rate, I, I, I do see the Vikings probably trading down, grabbing an offensive lineman or maybe a defensive end in the early 20s, trying to keep, accumulate another pick or two in the first uh, two, three rounds of the draft, just to kind of go volume again. Um, certainly we had a high volume of draft picks last year, um, and they had the opportunity to play and grow, certainly in the secondary, and we all know how love, Zimmer loves his his cornerbacks and safeties, but um, Harrison, or um, not Harrison Smith, uh, uh, the other uh, safety guy, and I don't have Matt here to to help me out, uh, come up with his name, um, Harris, Anthony Harris. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. You texted in uh, to, to give me a shout on that. But Anthony Harris is going to need a replacement to play next to Harrison Smith. So uh, there's plenty of work to do on this team, and adding uh, more depth and more picks is something that Spielman is actually pretty good at. Uh, he does maneuver in the draft and, and make those trades pretty well to, to create draft capital. So um, more draft talk uh, to come for the Vikings as it gets closer. Um, and one of my favorite times of the year in the NFL is coming up here, the legal tampering period. Now, if there's not a bigger oxymoron in sports um, than the legal tampering period um, where teams can negotiate with free agents before free agency really starts. So the NFL basically said, we, we know all teams do this and, and talk to free agents before they're supposed to. So we're going to go ahead and make it legal. Um, it just it's just funny uh, to me. So, you know what, just go ahead and move up free agency or something. But uh, it just... Uh, you know, 
that should that would be a good fantasy football team name uh, right there. Legal tampering. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the Vikes talk. We're not going to really touch on uh, basketball tonight. Uh, again, continues to be a struggle um, in Minnesota sports. The Timberwolves continue to be the Timberwolves. And the Gophers, unfortunately, continue to be the, the Gophers of uh, the second half of the season. They won one game in the Big Ten tournament uh, over Northwestern and uh, put up a good fight uh, against the Ohio State Buckeyes, but came up short in their second-round matchup in, in the Big Ten tournament, and, and now they're out. And in all likelihood, uh, Richard Pitino has coached his last game for the Gophers. So... Um, you know, hopefully we get somebody in. I, I, I like the, the idea of bringing in Eric Musselman. Um, you know, Musselman, that's a, a name from the past of, of Minnesota basketball uh, realm here when uh, his, his dad uh, coached the Gophers for a bit, I believe, played for him. Um, he, he coached the Timberwolves. So uh, let's bring a Musselman back to uh, Minnesota basketball. And that's enough basketball talk because, well, they suck. So the Twins, that's a team I'm hoping doesn't suck. Uh, they're, they're in the midst of spring training, and outside of Buxton uh, breaking a tooth while eating a steak, I, I don't know how Buxton likes his steaks done. I'm a little bit concerned that uh, it was well, well, well done. Hey, Buxton. It's okay, buddy. Go ahead and get that puppy medium or medium well uh, at worst. Um, but but medium is, is more than fine for a steak. Let's not break any more teeth, huh? Uh, so outside of that, uh, spring training is, is going along well. Um, for those of you who haven't uh, quite picked up on the, the twins yet, some uh, key... Uh, off-season moves that that took place, um, looking at uh, re-signing of Nelson Cruz, so that that feels good, right? To to get the best DH uh, in the league back on the team. Um, you have uh, the bullpen being bolstered uh, with the signing of the White Sox closer uh, Alex Colomay. He's probably going to be closer. It's going to be a closer by committee um, with uh, Taylor Rogers and Colome, uh kind of depending on matchups. Baldelli doesn't like to name a closer. And uh, Robles, they, they added from the Angels, uh, also in the back end of the bullpen. So we've, we've got some um, replenishments on the, the bullpen, you know, um, to make up for the losses of like a Clippert or Sergio Romo, and and I think they probably upgraded overall in the bullpen here. Uh, the the pitching staff again looks looks pretty pretty darn solid. Um, adding AJ Happ uh, as a fourth starter, uh, third fourth starter, um, coming over from the Yankees, and he's been solid there. You know, sub four ish ERA. And that's pretty good in the ALE. So hopefully he comes over to the Twins, and uh, if he can do what he did with the Yankees, hey, great! That's that that's perfect for for what we want uh, uh, out of him. And then looking at uh, Matt Shoemaker, uh, 
former Angels, uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher who's gone through some injuries lately, but the guy's pretty good when he's healthy. And uh, he and Dobnak are fighting for the, the fifth spot, really. So I see Shoemaker uh, getting that fifth spot. Let's move Dobnak back to the long relief role um, or emergency fifth starter. And uh, again, just kind of let that depth in the pitching staff, which over hopefully we have 162 game season, uh, certainly gets tested throughout the year. And my favorite signing really was Eldertron Simmons, uh, the shortstop from the the Angels most recently, uh, before that with the Braves. And he is a defensive wizard, arguably the best uh, defensive shortstop in the game today. And I think it's like he is the best shortstop um, defensively in the game right now. Um, and he's he's okay with the bat. You know, he's not going to uh, kill you uh, at a shortstop. And, and certainly the shortstop now, nowadays are, you know, crushing the ball. Um, almost uh, not quite to the level of, of A-Rod in, in the Mariners or Rangers. But um, he pretty uh, the shortstop is, is a position where there's some pretty good sticks at it now, but Simmons isn't going to kill you any more than makes up for any offensive, um, inadequacies by his defense. So I'm excited to, to see what he does on defense and strengthens that, that twins defense and Polanco then moves from short to second and a rise moves, uh, from second to a, a utility role. So I think that that, that domino effect is, is solid. And so in infield on the left side of Donaldson and Simmons, it, that's just fabulous. That's, that's like top three, um, defense in the, the eight in the league um hopefully buxton stays away from the stakes and he he can play you know 150 140 games would be great for for buxton in center and he's coming up on a contract so i think that certainly he's motivated as ever um twins are uh, predicted to be a, a pretty good team uh so they're going to be right there in playoff contention he's playing for a contract so this could be Byron Buxton's best year yet if he stays healthy and uh, avoids Josh's jinx uh, like like the Wild have. So that kind of wraps up the the Twins discussion that I had for you all uh, this evening, and um, gonna wrap it up uh, as usual with, "Hey Josh, what's in your bowl?" Well, I don't want to quite let you know what's in my bowl yet because i'm so excited for next week's episode uh we've teased it for weeks months years actually um probably a year and a half that we're gonna do a serial bracket and uh, i've got some fun ideas with that it's gonna be a little bit creative uh, you're gonna get to fill out your own bracket um from our facebook which is uh sports on the porch uh, on facebook um, Twitter, follow us there at MN Sports on Porch. But anyway, you're going to be able to get your bracket off of Facebook, fill that out, and send it in to us. I'm not going to look at these. Matt's the only one that's going to look at the correct uh, or, or your your picks, and then I'm going to uh, go through and 
uh, pick the winners of, of each of the cereal bowl games. Um, so sports on the porch cereal bracket, uh, coming next week. And we're going to have a prize for the winner, um, as well. Uh, Matt and I are going to get together, probably have to dig in our couch cushions, um, to, to, to find some coin to pay for the prize, but, uh, excited, uh, to have a prize to the winner of, uh, the, the bracket challenge, uh, for the cereal, um, what's in your bowl. So anyway, uh, tonight's then what's in your bowl is the Millville cocoa rice. And, and that's it. it. It's, it's the cocoa rice. What a terrible, uncreative, however, um, factually descriptive name for, for a cereal. And this is, this is Aldi's knockoff of Cocoa Pebbles, and they do a pretty darn good job. Um, it's, it's a little bit lighter than a Cocoa Pebble, a little bit denser than uh, Cocoa Krispies, um, kind of along the lines of a Dino Bite, uh, the Cocoa Dino Bite. So uh, right, right in that vein and uh, one of their better knockoff cereals. Um, so that is what is in my bowl tonight. Um, thank you all for listening to the end. If you have, uh, appreciate that. And I know that it was uh, a lot of my ramblings without uh, Matt's deep voice to ask those um, just so pointed and um, driven questions and uh, I, I probably didn't get enough out of myself he certainly can draw some more out in discussion um, so anyway Matt buddy hope you're doing better um, have a great evening uh, or morning or afternoon whenever you guys are listening and uh, thanks again for listening let's uh, go wild win twins skull vikings how skyuma roll the boat